Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we are going to talk with a woman who launched a chapter for the Center of Employee Ownership in Minnesota. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, our delivery promise is that we bring information to business owners who need to make the best decisions for their future transition as well as grow enterprise value. So it made sense for us to deliver content today for the listeners out there to learn about employee ownership options. And believe me, it's not just ESOP. So before we get to this great topic, I would like to have you hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and Baker Tilly. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880. sunbeltminnesota.com. At advisory and accounting firm Baker Tilly, we serve as value architects to help companies enhance and protect their value as they prepare to exit their business. Our team utilizes a rigorous approach to guide business owners through their transition, and we work with your other advisors to coordinate all aspects of a successful exit plan. Visit us at bakertilly.com to see how we can help. Baker Tilly, now for tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Sue Crockett, who is the Executive Director for the Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership. Sue, welcome to Poised for Exit. Oh, thank you, Julie. It's wonderful to be here and to see you in person and, yeah, right. and have the opportunity to share the story of employee ownership. There's a lot there, right? So we, we don't have a whole lot of time to cover everything, but I know that you're going to be um, packing in as much content as possible in our interview today. But before we do that, I'd just like to have you share a little bit about yourself and your background so people can get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Um, I actually spent 30 years with the ESOP Association as the executive director of the Minnesota and Dakotas chapter mm. of the ESOP Association. And how about in the beginning of, in, well, in the 19, 2019, the Employee Ownership Expansion Network was created. And mm. that's an organization out in D.C. that was creating state centers. 
And so I had a relationship with the executive director, not a personal one, but a, sure. a yeah. relationship. And uh, we were talking and I said, you know what, this sounds like a wonderful transition for me. And I moved over in um, January of 2020 to be the executive director got the organization started and then COVID hit and the rest is, yeah. is history. Yeah. I remember when we had our first zoom meeting right after you launched the chapter or maybe it was right before, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that wasn't a good time to, to launch anything. However, there's always good that comes out of those things. And I'm sure that you could, you know, name all the things that happened that were good mm-hmm. out of the time that we were kind of quarantined. But, um, but let's just talk about the center because I think that there's a lot there that, our listeners maybe aren't aware of. So so what exactly is the Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership and why does it exist? Um, great question. Uh, so when we were being created, there were organ- other organizations that were membership-driven that were serving the needs of their members that were already employee-owned. Mm. But there was no one in that middle lane um, that was just educating being oh. a resource for um, boots on the ground, not selling any one form of employee ownership, but making sure that advisors and business owners knew that there were options for them out there when mm-hmm. they were exiting their business. Okay, so basically then your the purpose of your organization is to educate owners, educate pr- prospective owners, right? on what option is best and if they're even a fit, which we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's very similar to the Exit Planning Institute chapter that I launched uh, several years back, which you're aware of. Mm-hmm. I know you've been a featured speaker for our chapter before. And, uh, you know, a great fit, right? Because EPI is all about education and making sure that advisors can help their business owners um, exit on their own terms, right? And one option would be employee ownership, which... You know, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of owners out there who could very well be candidates for that option, but they misunderstand it, and they don't think that they are, or it, you know, they think it's expensive. Or you know, we had um, Nina Hale on the show. You had referred her to me. Yeah, she did great. Grace, job. Yes, she did. Great, great, grateful for that. She um, gave us an owner's perspective, which was awesome. But let's talk about the logistics of the center and how it runs. Like, how are you guys funded? Um, well, because we are not membership driven, we really rely upon contributions mm. and grants from other foundations. And we did that purposely because we didn't want to be married to any one form of employee ownership. We wanted to be unbiased. We felt that because we were in the state, um, we understand our own culture, mm. um, that because we weren't selling any one thing, people could come to us as a resource mm-hmm. and trust that we're not selling something. Right. Um, and so that's mainly the reason for it was to just be out there and be able to connect with people. Mm. I love the non-biased nature of, of what you do. It really makes it a safe ground, neutral ground. Mm-hmm. And um, when we talk about the kind of like the market, right, which is ever-changing, it's, it's definitely fluid. But let's talk about how it is today. Like how are things going for the organization, and what are you seeing? Well, we just recently did a data study with Project Equity um, that pointed out to us that there are 53,000 business owners over the age of 55 in Minnesota, Mm. and 60% of them don't have a succession plan, Mm. and 40% don't even know what their options are. And 
this is a crisis for the state. It is. Um, so that's why we wanted to be able to um, show different regions of the state what is happening in their counties. So on our website, there is an interactive map, um, which I think you'll have the, the link to that in your, in your show notes. Wonderful. But where you can hover over a county and you can see how many businesses are in that county, um, what age the owners are, what the, the industry is, what that's worth to them as far as dollars that are paying payroll and are bringing income to the communities. That is super valuable information. I'm sure that people are listening right now going, especially the advisors, I want a copy of that list. So we will definitely put it in the mm -hmm. show notes. So when did you guys do the study? We just released it, oh, just a few months ago. Oh. Um, and put it up on our website and kind of been putting it out there. I've been using it a lot mm -hmm. with the Department of Employment and Economic, yeah, economic Development and doing a lot of sessions with them, educating their regional people that are working with the business owners mm. because everyone is seeing yes. that this is a crisis in the state and the it timing is. for being aware of it and educating um, is, is right for now. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm affiliated with an organization called Ready for Next, and they have a cities program, which is specifically for um, saving those those suburban um, areas where there are smaller businesses who don't have the resources, aren't planning for the exit. But if they go down, even if a percentage of them goes down, that severely affects the economies of those communities. So uh, absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. Education is, is where it's at for mm -hmm. sure. All right. So let's talk about the worker and how do we. How do you guys create wealth for the worker? Let's talk about that. Well, because employee ownership is really all about that, mm -hmm. that in the different forms, whether it's an ESOP, an employee stock ownership plan, or an ESOP trust, or a worker-owned cooperative, they all provide opportunities for the worker, all workers across, across the business, to build some wealth equity for the future. And that's what's important to us. I think that's that's a message that's being shared across the state, across the country, mm -hmm. uh, that there needs to be more of that to protect the workers and to give them a good financial future. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there's a lot more to that, right? We're just kind of touching the surface here with this. But right. um, let's talk about fit. So it's more about the employer, obviously, being a fit, right, than it is the employee because... We first we have to make sure that the company is actually a candidate. So, um, do we talk about that first, or do we talk about the options first and the different ways that you can form an employee-owned company? Because you just mentioned three, right? Well, and mm -hmm. I think that when you look at like an ESOP, the Employee Stock Ownership Plan, yeah. that's probably good for a company that's twenty employees or more. Okay. Um, and you know, they the first step is to have a feasibility study mm -hmm. to you know ha know the value of your company. Yes. Um, to ask yourself a lot of personal questions. Mm -hmm. um, the timing of when you want to exit is your company profitable? Do you want to stay involved in the business for a while? Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of questions that are part of the succession planning piece yes. of it. Yes. Um, to to know if if it's going to be a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. And ESOP is a, a retirement plan for yeah. the employees. Yes. Um, so each employee is receiving um, shares, and that's going to depend on their, their position, maybe how long they've been there, 
Um, mm-hmm. It's going to vary across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so the owner still sells, gets fair market value, and yet and still can stay in the business and have an exit plan that way too. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a win win for everyone. And a lot of times it's the the business owner. It's like, do you want to create a legacy? Do you yeah. want to take care of your loyal employees? And do you want to keep your business in the community? All right. When we talk about those employees and we're considering the age differences of employees, right? We've got many generations working in the workforce today more than we have in the past. The difference between what a, a baby boomer and a Gen Xer might be interested in as far as having a retirement plan could be different than maybe what a millennial would be interested in. So are you seeing any... Um, lack of interest at all, or is it just is it kind of a mixed bag, or where where is that going right now when it comes to having that option for the younger generations in an, an employee owned company? Is are they into it? Well, and it really depends on the communication within the company once okay. they become an mm-hmm. ESOP. But I've also know of, know of stories that in worker owned cooperatives or employee ownership trusts, which are much more like profit sharing. Mm-hmm. So they're creating the wealth while they work there. Um, so that seems to work for a company, you know, like I'll take the, the EOT. That's where the owner sells the stock to the trust. It's a perpetual trust. And so a company might say, well, I don't ever want to have to sell my company. I want it to stay intact and be independent. Um, And I have a younger workforce who's not really caring too much about retirement, even though they should be. Okay. So then that's a good, you know, a good vehicle because then they can share in the wealth, but they're doing it on the profit of the company. So they still stay engaged and want the company to do well because mm-hmm. it's to their benefit. The same with a worker-owned cooperative. You know, that's not your grocery store cooperative. It's the workers who actually work there. And um, they buy a share of it. And then they are profiting again from their time while working there. So the only one that's really a retirement plan is the ESOP. Got it. So let's talk about that worker cooperative. I think that's very interesting. And I don't know that... I, I'm pretty sure it's not well known. I no. think that this would be a great thing for us to spend a little bit of time on. Do you have a specific um, uh, client story that you could share that that opted for this that could kind of illustrate what you're talking about? Oh, sure. Absolutely. The Healthy Earth Cleaning Service uh, is a worker-owned cooperative, and Tom Krause, um, who actually happens to be on the MNCEO board, um, their company, I think it's been a couple years now, um, The owners wanted to exit the business, Mm -hmm. but they had such loyal workers, and they had built up this business. And in the cleaning business, it's not like salaries are that high. So Mm -hmm. they were too small to become an ESOP, um, but they wanted their employees to benefit from the sale. So they had to do a lot of work up front, but Tom always says, too, it was work that needed to be done oh, sure. um, to have a structure in place and a process in place and mm-hmm. management in place. And they've been very successful at it. They're very happy and that it helps them retain workers mm-hmm. and it helps those workers, you know, kind of boost up their salary and um, also, you know, be able to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the fact that it is more catered towards the smaller company because so many companies out there are smaller, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily a candidate for ESOP. So what's the sweet spot then for a worker comp or co-op option? I think anyone under 
under 20. In fact, that's usually what we recommend. If you're under 20, especially if it's like a retail um, okay. position that may only have five employees. Under 20 employees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then that's what they should look into. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, what else can you tell us about this? Because I know there are a lot of owners out there listening and, and advisors to those owners that they might want to look at this as an option. What What else do they need to know? Well, there's a lot of organizations, actually, that provide information on worker-owned cooperatives, too, or okay. help them set it up. Okay. Um, like for financing, there's shared capital mm-hmm. um, helps with the financing of a worker-owned cooperative. I think we have companies that are on our website that are uh, cooperatives that are really willing to share their story mm-hmm. and talk to people about it. And I have found that when I can put um, a business owner in contact with another business owner who has sold their company to employee ownership, that's where the power is um, yeah. because that's real life. And they can talk about you know what what worked, what didn't work, what they would do differently, yes. how has it benefited them mm-hmm. and their employees and their community. And Nina did a really good job of that yeah. when we had her on the show mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, you know, speaking from her experience as, um, at, you know, selling to an ESOP and, and then how that went. So mm-hmm. that was really valuable. It's all about the stories, you know, that everyone needs to hear what those stories are because they kind of reflect where we're at in our life and especially for business owners when they're thinking about what's what's next. You know, what did somebody else do and how did it work for them? Mm-hmm. Good, exactly. bad, or not, yep. right? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's a learning. And, you know, the other thing I'll just say about our center is that we're one of our goals is to help a business owner not have to find all these pieces on their own. Mm-hmm. That And, in fact, Nina has said that to me personally that, um, boy, I wish you would have been around when I was making this decision. So mm-hmm. it's kind of your one-stop shop where you can come, you can, you can learn, you can connect with the professionals who have a lot of experience in the field. Um, it's just a great resource to make life easier for a business owner as they plan their future. Well, and, and it would seem to me then that the first step, like if we were going to share some some takeaways or our um, next steps for our listeners who are interested in this, that they should contact the Minnesota Center for Employee Ownership first, right? Yes. Look at your website, um, get a little bit of education there, find out who, who to reach out to based on what they might be interested in going from there. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Right. So what would be the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you then? Well, I do have a calendar link on our website where they can set up a call with me. That's oh, usually what we do. Is wonderful. We we set up a call. We kind of talk about those some of those questions that, is your company a good fit? Um, and the website is mnceo.org. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of good information and a way to connect with me. And then I kind of help decide which direction they should go in first and help them with that. Great. All right. So we've got ESOP. We have ESOP Trust and we have Worker Mm Co-ops as the three options, right? Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so who knew? I mean, honestly, I think that there's more to this and we might want to have you back on the show again to share some more stories and give us some more information on this in the future. So (laughs) thank you. I would love to do that. There's so much to talk about. And I think my, you know, my parting comment would be that you can't wait. If you're a business owner, you can't wait. It's time to start planning your future. Even Mm -hmm. if it's three to five years out, you should have a plan. Mm -hmm. The other is to the advisors to those 
to you owe it to yourself and to your client to understand all the options. Of course, private equity and private buyers are out there. I'm not saying I'm against them, but you know, you owe it to yourself to know what all the options are because you are the trusted advisor that they're going to go to when they want to exit. So it's education on both ends, business owners and advisors. Yeah, exactly. Understanding the options is everything. And, you know, for advisors who are out there listening, you know, we don't expect them to know everything, but if they know enough to be able to make the connection to someone like you or to me or someone else in another category, I mean, that's, that's the next thing, right? That's what we're talking about. And for business owners working with experienced and trusted advisors can make all the difference between having an okay transition and having an excellent transition. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. So bravo. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. For sure. For our listeners, as always, this will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also order a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please do share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. We appreciate you following us and subscribing. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please join us again next time. And thanks so much, Sue, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Thanks. Thanks.